0: Welcome ladies to the Real Estate Investor
1: Show, providing inspiration, strategies and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now,
2: here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. We are so excited to have Janetta Pay, who is a real estate attorney and consultant on our show today. I mean, did you wasn't that a phenomenal interview, Andressa? It was very cool. Yeah, we you know we covered so much with her. I think one thing that stood out to me the most that I think uh that you all will be so appreciative to learn more about is crowdfunding. You know, it's still it, there's a lot of crowdfunding platforms out there, online platforms what have you or <laughs> offline platforms, but there's it's a it's a new space and there's a mm-hmm. lot to learn about it and so we go into a lot about the fund she has helped build a multi-million dollar fund that she is an owner of, one of the owners of, and she talks a lot about how she did it and you know the things you want to look out for, the things that might be red flags, um, and just you know a lot of, a, a lot around crowdfunding. So just so amazing having someone like at the front lines who actually who actually cr- has created one to, exactly. to really to really tap into.
1: Yeah, and she also talks about step backs that are strategic that can take you harder than what you're doing. That's something that we don't talk much. And I truly think that it's crucial in our lives to sometimes take a step back in order to go even further. So enjoy the episode, ladies, and please let us know what you think about it.
2: Welcome back, ladies. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Invest Her show, where we're on a mission to support all kinds of women across the globe to help them live uh, financially free and balance life. And that's really what we're up to with all the different things that we're doing. So thank you for being here with us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sh- you know, sharing your time with us because we know how valuable time is and there's yeah. like a gazillion podcasts out there. So the fact that you're listening to this, thank you. Thank you for your support and thank you for being here. Um, uh, we have Janetta on our um, interview today. We are so excited that you're here with us. So welcome.
0: Hi, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to chat with you guys today.
2: Yeah, we're really excited to get into her story. Um, selfishly, Andressa and I are really excited to hear everything she possibly has to say. Uh, so awesome. Um, you know, before we jump into your story, Johnnetta, uh Andressa, what is, what is up? What's, what is burning to share with our, our community here? Yeah.
1: So I want to pick back on like what you just said about how we spend our time, right? So uh, yesterday, I, I went out for dinner. We meet every single month. We made the commitment to meet for dinner or quick you know a quick meal, something every single month great and i didn 't do this in the past i didn 't spend time with my poor you know friends, um, and I see the oh my gosh, i couldn 't be happier knowing that i 'm also growing. And having a great foundation with the friends that I really care about. I wanna spend time with Liz. I wanna spend time with the friends that I really like, Mm -hmm. care about. However, on those conversations, we don't go just like, hey, how are you? Good, how are you? Great. (laughs) It doesn't cut, it doesn't do anything for me, those. Those really, I want people that are really real that say the bad, the ugly, the good, the wins. So we always have this this thing that we go like one by one, kind of like, okay, what's going on? And we jump in into brainstorming. Okay, what can we do? There's one one friend of ours that is moving to another state. She's feeling overwhelmed about what's the next step. So I feel good that we can you know, give her the support yeah. and vice versa. So think about ladies that are listening, how you're spending your time, who you're spending your time with. And this is like a win-win situation is both ways. If you're having friends, that only complain about their lives is just not, it doesn't add, right? Mm-hmm. But it's just like, okay, here's what's going on. And let's think about solutions or ways to, to resolve it, and also share the you know the positives.
2: Everyone yeah. needs a friend like you, Andressa. You know, like you're not going out to dinner with Andressa talking about the weather or talking about your favorite Netflix show.
1: No, no, no that's you're not Like.
2: And Jess is going to hold you like, "What's going on, Liz? How's it going? You look a little unsettled, you know. I have you're to Your frequency, your frequency, <laughs> right? Liz, your frequency is a little off. What's going on? Tell me." <laughs> but you do, you need friends like that. I think there's something of, of value to right that that you have people in your life that won't just take the surface level, right? There's a realness. There's things all all of us are dealing with. Now, um, listen, that's I can push
1: it around too. Don't get me wrong. No, I know you but, do. Know you know. But, <laughs> but majority of the time, I just, I, I care. I really care.
0: So. Yeah.
2: That's awesome. That's a great reminder for us. So how yeah. do we spend our time? Mm-hmm. Um, and we're excited to spend our time here with Janetta because uh, she's just got so many different things that she's up to and we want to dive into. So, as we like to, um, you know, kind of kick things off with all of our awesome, awesome women that are on the show with us, is what, what has led you to get what led you to get involved in real estate investing? What what led you in that that path? So,
0: yeah. Um, so for me, I um, started my law practice when I came out of law school because you know I graduated at the height of the recession. And it was very difficult to get a job. And so I was like, okay, if nobody's going to give me a job because opportunities are limited right now, I'm going to create my own opportunity. And I started my law practice and you know, I have to pay bills. And so I hired a mentor to teach me how to do real estate closings. Mm. Um, So that way I was generating income to like sustain my business and pay my bills. And so that's how I got into real estate. And then a lot of my clients are like real estate investors. Mm -hmm. And so that's really how I learned like the real estate investing business on, you know, being a professional, providing legal services to real estate investors.
2: So all your clients vary from like developers to folks that have multifamily or doing new construction or everything in between?
0: Yeah, uh, it varies, like everything in between, Um, you know, because Chicago atlanta they're really big investment markets right now Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, and so you've got people doing new construction you've got people buying multi-family you've got people you know doing opportunity zones it's just it ranges
2: I'm curious to hear from your perspective. We always talk to investors about this, but I'm really curious to hear from your perspective because you're guiding your clients. You're the you're on the other you're kind of with them but you're you're not necessarily like, you know, every day putting putting the money out. You're guiding them and advising them what are you finding to be like the, you know, the temperature of the market? What are you finding to be what's happening? And, you know, what are things that as investors, we need to be mindful of? I mean, obviously, everyone's talked about this recession that's coming and we don't know when, but be prepared, be prepared. What would you say in terms of what you're finding? You're in two pretty, pretty large markets, right? Chicago and Atlanta, but I'm sure you help folks that are a little bit maybe outside that, that main market. So what, what would you say to the, to the ladies listening that are investing and they're active in the market now? What are just some things we need to be mindful of as things might shift and change?
0: Yeah. Um, so right now, like the landscape is changing. So you've, really i'm seeing a lot of people are doing deals but the way that people are investing now is different from how they used to invest in the past so you see people that are acquiring properties because they want to be airbnb investors as opposed to like traditional landlords um Mm -hmm. and so from like a long-term perspective if you're shelling out money for that i would be mindful because like it's unregulated right now in a lot of states, but a lot of states are now starting to like regulate that space. And so that might affect your ability to be an Airbnb investor in the future. And obviously you're investing because you want to make a return on your money. So you just have to be mindful of that. So you don't purchase an asset that later becomes unuseful to you in the sense that you're trying to use it. So that would be like one thing I would definitely say to be, um, mindful of. And then you see like a lot of people now doing like real estate coaching. Um, and I've had a lot of clients that have paid for real estate coaching or given a real estate expert or coach to invest money from that for them and have lost that money. So I would just say, just really be careful. You can't trust everybody on the internet that's saying they are a real estate coach or a real estate expert. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, right. Everybody on the... <laughs> They watch HGTV and they, they say, I'm an expert. I've watched all the seasons and I can do this. I, it's yeah. Clearly, I can do this. I think you're making such a good point with Airbnb too because um, I always look at the asset. Okay, if I need to rent this place long-term, how would that look like? If that does not make sense, I, I, personally, would not invest on that property if I cannot make it work with long terms. Even with the the cities where the regulation is still, you know, updated. I would say, quote unquote, updated, the latest ones. It can change. It can change all the time. So I completely agree with you. I want to jump in uh, and talk about the Tulsa real estate fund.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I came across. Um, the news about you guys, when when you guys uh, uh, created that crowdfunding. And I think the word crowdfunding sometimes scare people. Sometimes it's a little far away. To break that down, um, talking about Tulsa uh, real estate fund, how did you guys come up with that option to resolve a local uh, issue?
0: Yeah, so um, the founder or the visionary for Tulsa Real Estate Fund, Jay Morrison, um, he's a real estate investor developer, and he was one of my clients when I was in Chicago. And so he talked to me about an idea that he had to make real estate investing affordable for the masses, mm. and um, he wanted to do so through a crowdfund. Um, and so it was like a two year process to build and launch Tulsa real estate fund um, because it's an SEC regulated crowdfund. So we had to submit, um, filing documents to the SEC to get qualified to, um, from non-accredited investors. Um, so that's how it came to be. And then the process of bringing it to life was like a two and a half year process. Um, Wow. And then, you know, when you're starting any business or getting into any opportunity, you're not really sure how the public is going to respond to it. Because there were other, like, you know, real estate crowdfunds out there, like Fundrise and um, some other ones. um, But they have a higher entry point. Yeah. And in the minority market, you know, people don't really invest like that because they Mm -hmm. don't have access to it so we really didn't know like what the response was going to be but we just built it anyways and you know the response has and the support has been phenomenal
1: so for the the ladies that are listening to us break it down for us what was what was the goal of building that and what are how people uh can contribute
0: Yeah, so like I said, the goal for creating Tulsa Real Estate Fund was to create a vehicle that made real estate investing accessible to minority investors and also provided a means to help to enhance urban communities because a lot of the real estate developers that we fund and a lot of the real estate assets that we acquire are in urban neighborhoods. Um, And so that was the purpose. And so if people are interested in learning more about Tulsa Real Estate Fund and potentially investing in the fund, they can go to the website, tulsarealestatefund.com, and we provide like, you know, information about the vision, the mission, the team members, and how they can open up an investment account. And so the minimum to invest in the fund is $500. um, And then- We split the profits with you 50 50, and then it's an 8% preferred return.
1: So, I I am somebody that I have a thousand bucks, 500 bucks, whatever, on my bank account, and I want to do that. How does the process work?
0: So, we um, have different funding mechanisms. So, in some situations, we do acquire like actual assets. So, we have like a single family home that we acquired in New Jersey that was a rehab um and now it's on the market to be sold we've got like multi-family units and like louisiana and a few other places that are being rented out for passive income so it just depends on like the numbers in terms of the specific deal because we say that we we have an eight percent preferred return so a lot of the deals that we invest in or look at are providing uh like, you know, 10, 11, 12 or better, just because we have to meet that 8% preferred return. But the assets vary. So they go from single family to multifamily to commercial. And then we also like, um, people can borrow money from us for their real estate investment deals. Um, so that's another way that, um, you know, we help our investors make a return.
2: You know, that's an interesting concept. So I mean, I feel like crowdfunding has been around for a long time. But If you ask, like, just a bit, you know, regular Joe, real estate investor, tell me a little about crowdfunding. What, you know, they they would really kind of fumble on their words. They'd kind of give some generalities. They'd give the website Fundrise. Like, I don't think people really get it fully. I, I think they get the concept, but I don't think they truly get. Maybe it's just me, but I don't think they fully get like the benefits, the pros, the cons, because it is a great way for people to begin investing in in a less risk, more passive way. So. I'm curious from your perspective, you started in a two year time frame started a fund you must have and you're an attorney, so you must know a ton about like the different types of crowdfunding platforms. are there different types of platforms? are there things that like the women listening that may want to invest in one of these platforms needs to be aware of because you know some of them are vetted some of them are not you know what's the are there different approaches to this you know obviously crowdfunding kind of theme if you will and what are, the, what are the ladies listening, if they wanted to be more active in crowdfunding, what do they need to keep in mind? Yeah.
0: Like you said, crowdfunding is kind of like a passive way to get into real estate investing. And so you're giving your money to a fund and you're trusting the team behind that fund to make wise real estate investment deals for you. And so one of the things I would say, if you're looking to be a an investor in a real estate crowdfund is definitely like check out the team, see their experience. Um, and then, you know, if there's results, like the internet um, will show it. And so, You also have to be patient though, because like with real estate investing, whether you do it yourself or whether you do it through a crowdfund and have somebody else actively do the investing for you, it's a long term thing. It's not like you're gonna give this money to this real estate crowdfund and generate money like right, right, right away. Um, so you have to be prepared to like lose money too. um, because you know, that's just the nature of real estate investing in general. If you do it yourself or if somebody else does it for you, but to minimize your risk, you Mm -hmm. should do your due diligence on um, the crowdfund that you're about to give your money to.
1: Got it. Um, There are different types of crowdfunding out there. there. There, There's those that have the fund itself uh, and those that have already the, I would say that the property is listed and then the investor can invest directly on that specific asset. Mm
0: -hmm. Um,
1: Do you provide, do you guys have both or what are the pros and cons of those both, those two concepts?
0: Yeah. So every crowdfund, the way that they structure themselves is like different. So some crowd funds will have like specific assets that they're raising money for. And so when you give um, funds, you're investing into one specific asset and how that asset performs mm-hmm. determines your um, overall, um, what you receive. And then there are other funds that you just invest in the fund itself. And so then you have ownership in all of the assets that that specific fund owns, um, so everybody does it differently. And, you know, the numbers at the end of the day, it's just about the numbers and the math, right? So sometimes you can make more just being invested in one real estate asset versus having your money diversified across multiple real estate assets. And, you know, they give you like financials and perfor- to look at. So you just have to evaluate the numbers.
2: What are the red flags, you know, for the, for the ladies listening? What are the red flags if they go to some of these platforms and you know, there's a lot that have, a lot of them have been around, but some of them are, you know, it's it's a newer, still a newer space. I feel like it's not this like established space. I, I don't know if, if you'd agree with me, Johnette. No, I would agree because you know, it came around with the Jobs Act, with um, yeah,
0: Obama, so it hasn't been all, around for a very long time. So yeah, it's still a new emerging space.
2: Yeah. So I mean, for for the you know women listening, and and you know, if they're especially vetting out that more online approach, now obviously they can get into like you know, different asset classes, people that they know personally, but more on an online space. Um, You know, I don't know, any other tips for for vetting the actual team? Things that if they start to ask the question X, they would get this answer and be like, hold on, this doesn't seem, this like makes complete sense. Do you want to see that high level of experience? Do you want to see um, something else behind them? Some sort of like, okay, this goes wrong. Is this a, is this a company or a team that can, you know, get this done, you know, whatever, whatever project is on their, their plate. So I'm, I'm curious from your space, cause you're on the side of, of offering these different projects. What have you found to be the things that folks have asked you in your team, you know, and, and how they, how they have established that kind of like, okay, this is something I want to, you know, give my money to invest my money to.
0: Yeah. So a lot of times there's like two big questions and before I answer the question, I would say one thing I notice that people don't really do is sometimes they really get excited about an idea. And because you see something has been established online, I think, and that goes back to my earlier comment about not everybody who says they're a real estate coach is a real estate coach. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of times people won't read the documents. And with any of these crowdfunds, like you get a contract that you need to sign and read, and it tells you a lot about how the business is going to operate, the people behind it, how they plan to make the money. And a lot of times people just won't read it. And so I would say you have to start there first. If you're going to really give somebody your money, read the contracts, make sure you understand it. And if you don't understand it yourself, like we've had some people that invested in our funds that hired an attorney to read those documents for them. So they were sure that they understood what they were getting themselves into. So I would definitely say read the contracts and make sure you understand it. Because a lot of the information you need will be there so then outside of just like vetting the team and you know making sure that you know they can um accomplish what they say they can accomplish or if things go bad they might be able to like mitigate the risk the other thing I think that we get a lot with OR fund, they want to see like the financials, they want to for the specific real estate investment or project. And so I would not just blindly give any fund um, your money and you know trust that they'll invest it Well for you. you have to understand the numbers for yourself, so you can also assess the risk. To see if it is a good financial investment for you to give your money to whatever platform it is.
2: Yeah, that's a great suggestion, um, and I can't agree more. Reading the documents, I mean, we we're also involved with 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 syndications and getting involved in different bigger projects, and you know, that's an investment of money and capital. And we've had investor we had we've had investors in the past, you know, reach out to us and say, "I want a refund." of my money. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. first off, can't <laughs> give you a refund. No. <laughs> it's the language, right? And, 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 you know, shame you on us. You,
1: you did not call Walmart.
2: Yeah. Not, but it, we're it, not
1: target. You
2: it, called the wrong number.
0: Yes. We but did I, not refund that easily. No? Yeah, re, you know, and they're like,
2: tomorrow I need my money back. We're like, um, we haven't invested in like six different real estate projects. And you kind of knew that it was a, you know, but anyway, regardless, it's really helpful. Both to get the education, but also to educate others when you're involved in projects. Because people may not read the documents, to your point. Um, and it doesn't mean you have to read it with them, but, you know, educate. Because you're going to have it's, it's – they're going to be involved with you for a long time. You're going to be involved with them a long time. It's a exactly. two-way street. Yeah. So, yeah, I can't I can't reiterate that enough. Paperwork is and it's And like, to-
0: it's like a marriage. It's like courting, yeah. right? you want to make sure you fully understand what you're getting into before you get into it and also only invest like i said what you're you can lose or what you can afford to be without for a substantial period of time because like you said real estate it's hard to like liquidate the money once it's invested um so to great be comfortable like not having that money for a while
2: We've talked to folks to like over the years and they'll be like, you know, I have, I have 50 grand to invest. And then you start to really talk through things with them. And, and then you really get the financial picture. They're like, no, I have only $50,000 and, Mm -hmm. you know, and we're like, you know, we'd love to work with you because obviously we're trying to, you know, work on a project, but you no. do not to be, need to be investing with us. Like You need to keep that 50 grand. You know, like We've told people that, who are ready to like literally take their checkbook out and invest in a project. And I'm like, oh no, no, don't give us your 50. No, I, we just don't. That's, so it's that financial kind of wherewithal. And, and I think we all need to be mindful of that. We all can do that in certain ways. We get excited about stuff. We want to do it. We see a way to do it. And you know, keeping that whole financial picture in mind is really, really important. And not every, you know, fund or, you know, company is going to say, no, 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 we don't want your money. Right. So um,
0: I think Cause they're not qualifying you though either. I mean, because you can be a non-accredited investor, right? right. Get these funds, they're not really like checking your financials to see if you can afford this or not. I, I know on our site, we make you self-accredit yourself. And so it hits, it caps how much you can like invest in our fund based on the numbers that you report. But not everybody does that. And so you could put yourself in a situation that's like, oh my God, I invested in this fund. Yep. Um, and I really need this money to like pay my rent, but you're not gonna get it back or wow. you know, your mortgage or whatever it is that you need to pay for. So I say only invest what you can afford. But that's not just for
1: crowdfunds, that's just real estate
0: Everything. investing period.
1: For life, yeah. yeah. Uh, invest what you can afford to lose completely. So from, from the crowdfunding perspective, I, I'm just curious to, to understand, because we all know the lowest the investment is sometimes more work the the more work it is to deal with, with that person. Um so for from that standpoint, the five hundred at a thousand dollar person, not an accredited investor. I get, I get that part. How do you guys manage dealing with people that are investing five hundred, a thousand to a hundred half a million dollar? Is it the same process, or is there anything different?
0: Yeah, and so a lot of the you know non-accredited investors are new to the real estate investing space or just investing period and so a lot of time is going to be spent educating them right on the process and how things work and so that was one of the things we did as a fund before we officially launched is like we really spent like a good year just educating our base on like you know this is how things traditionally work this is how it's gonna work with our fund You know, explaining what real estate terms or investing terms that they needed to know and to understand, and so you know, by a result of us taking time to educate them, then they became educated investors.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Got it. And do you feel that that because they're investing five hundred or a thousand bucks, that from the crowdfunding perspective, did they? Did they give you a hard time or or it doesn't really matter?
0: No, I mean, like for the most part, a large majority of Orbase, because we have like, and that was another thing like we got when we came up with the concept of people were like, oh, you're going to ex- let people invest for like $500. Like most people don't do that. Um, but we have like over 10,000 investors. Um, because you know we have a low amount and so it's a lot of people to manage but everybody is like I said because we took that time to educate them mm-hmm. Everybody is just really like supported they get it um you know, and they're patient and they understand the process. But I don't think it would have been that way if we didn't educate them from the beginning.
1: That makes sense. That makes total sense. And I think it also gives them the feeling that they are doing something with their money. A lot of people think about real estate as this like huge, huge, um, far away goal. But the way that, that you guys put it together, I think the crowdfunding itself is providing um people the ability to invest in real estate somehow on something that they can really manage
0: yeah and you see that a lot too because you know grant cardone also opened a real estate crowdfund and before he even launched his he was on his youtube channel doing like real estate investment shows or just real estate shows like educating his base on different terms how you know you can structure different deals um, so they also became informed investors in his fund as well.
2: Yeah. I didn't know he had a crowdfunding uh, space. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Um, now that's awesome. And, it's, uh, and, and, and I would imagine the role you have in all that is, do you, are you one of the kind of like attorneys for that crowdfund platform or do you manage, you know, what, what's your role in all that? I'm curious
0: yeah so i am i mean i do review like the legal documents and stuff like that and um consult on like the legal process but i because i helped to start it i'm an equity owner in the fund um so i'm considered more of a partner in the fund but got i it. have to be an attorney
2: got it that's awesome um so you have you have two offices and and how many folks do you work with on your own you know law firm team um, right now, it's myself and two assistants. Okay, yeah, and you have, you're between two offices, and you have this this fund that you're you're a partner of. Um, you know, a lot a lot of our show is about you know balancing it all. You know, and you know you were probably a very busy, active attorney for you have a lot of clients, and then you got involved in something new. You know, and when you when you get involved with something new, something else has to something has to give, right? Unless you just have all this free time, which I'm sure you you don't seem like the kind of person that is sitting around like, I need something to do. You know, you don't seem like that person. So I'm curious, as your path has unfolded, you know, how have you kept it all in check? You know, and especially as you're getting, going between two different offices. I know the ladies listening ha- may have properties out of state. They have to travel to occasionally to check in on. Obviously, it's a good thing to do occasionally. Yes. <laughs> so how do you manage it all? How do you keep yourself kind of sane and, and, and uh, serving all the clients that you have and building this new fund that you have? So what are your, some of your uh, recipe for, for the success you've had?
0: Yeah. So like when I um, moved down to Atlanta to help start Tulsa real estate fund, I knew that that was going to require a lot of time investment. And so I had to scale down on my law practice. I had Mm -hmm. to, you know, kind of cut back on the number of clients that I could take on and just keep, you know, my current caseload. So that was like one sacrifice that I made to help just to effectively balance.
2: Mm-hmm. And now that
0: Tulsa is like, you know, running and functional, um, I'm now scaling back up on the number of clients that I service through um, my law practice. So, you know, sometimes you have to take a step back right, um, in certain areas of your life in order to focus on the things you're really trying to build or grow or be better at in the moment. And then Makes for sense. me, um, you know, I try to really incorporate time management um so like you know my calendar dictates my life Um, (laughs) If it's not on my calendar it's just not happening um so that's one of the ways i try to keep everything balanced and i like exercise because i think it's important. And I'm not saying like you have to exercise, but I do think it's important to have like even 30 minutes to an hour out the day where you do like self care for yourself, whether that's exercising, meditating, um, you know, hanging out with family. But I do think it's important that you do take some time for yourself because you need your own mental sanity to juggle it all.
2: Absolutely. I love that recommendation about, you know, stepping back to step forward. And we don't talk a lot about that because you know, a lot of us are in one area, but they want to get, they want to do more over here. You know, in order to go over there and do that, something has to give. And and how do you, you know, how do you do that? And I think that's a really, really great suggestion. Um, stepping back is not a right. Yeah, strategically it's a strategic. Yeah, it's a strategic in. step back. Yeah, but I think that's hard for women. I do. Maybe it's just hard for for me, but I, it's hard for for women to think about stepping. Like it's almost like stepping, I think you and Andress and I were talking about this, right? A couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. You were yeah. at the crossroads with something and, and you're like, I feel like I'm taking a step back. I'm like, it's a step back, but like to the side, you know, like you have to think mm-hmm. about because it it's allowing more you to be more um effective in other areas and then you know,
1: Yeah, I, I always look at that as those, you know, you know, those races where the runner he needs to kind of like kneel down and, and then put it back basically in order for him or her to run faster i always have that analogy in my head but we don't talk much about it and how important it is to strategically look at it as okay this is i'm not doing this because this just came up and i am reacting to it so i'm going like backwards as you're saying you made the choice and now clearly you can pick up and and greener do path it might not be the path that you wanted before or whatever the situation might be but uh, the choice is always in our hands
2: yeah I love that
0: yeah and I mean as a result of you know making that decision I've been able to like I said, helped to build the multi-million dollar crowd fund. I now have equity in that I wouldn't have had if I didn't take exactly. that step back. I've been featured in Forbes magazine as a result of that. And that wouldn't have happened if I didn't take the step back. And all of these things now, I think, add value to me in my law practice. And I feel like I'm a better attorney now as a result of, you know, just taking that step back. Yeah,
2: absolutely. no, absolutely. And I, I think it's a very... I think it was a very astute thing. You didn't. You didn't wait for yourself to be like overwhelmed, right? Because a lot yeah. of us. Well, what a lot of us do? Again, maybe I'm just speaking personally, but I, I allow myself. Oh, I could take that on. I could do that. You know, I I can manage that more in my life. I can you know jump into that new thing. Even just Andressa and our invest her, kind of podcast and community, and it's like a new b- business. In yeah. And then yeah. I'm I'm still doing things on our real estate side, right? Our investing business. So it's like you know, something has had to give and that's opened up my awareness of, you know, okay, how do we grow this and keep maintaining this? And, you know, how do you make it all work? Yeah, but, um, I think
0: just as like, and I don't know how, being a real estate investor is a business, right?
2: Yeah. Um, so yes.
0: Yeah. I really reach that point where you're trying to like build the brand. But you have to like service and I'm absolutely in that space right now too it's like I'm trying to work <laughs> on the business but I'm like servicing the business and so like with the podcast like you guys are growing your brand um in order to create more opportunities and then it's like finding that balance and I think that's I struggle as a woman, because I also like to think I can do it all. Uh, But you know, sometimes you do have to like delegate out. So you focus on the things that are really going to like move you and the business and the company forward.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think you just nailed the head because that's that's something that Liz and I can we do it? Yeah, we can do it. Should we do it? Probably not. We should focus on the things that we are, our strengths are, and what is going to uh, create or build even more of this community support Other other ladies around the country. That's our main goal. So the technicality, the administration part should be doing by us. Should be doing by somebody else. And we are in the process of it. But I, as you said, it's always a struggle. You want to make sure that you know things are running as. They're supposed to.
0: I think it's also also like a leap of faith, right, too, to delegate because you have to trust that somebody else is going to do it like you. And then sometimes, too, it's that question of finances, like if I delegate this out to somebody else, can I really like sustain this. Um, But one thing I've learned is that it does require a team to like really grow. And I think the longer you kind of like hold on to things and not really trust that it's going to work out or have that faith, it kind of slows like the growth.
2: Absolutely. I couldn't agree with more. Yeah. And it slows your mental growth, you know, and I I, I, I'm in that space as well. Like, okay, we know we need to hire, you know, this X ex- person, call them, or maybe a couple of people for some of the things in our real estate in, in, in business. Um, my husband and I's um, business. And, you know, the question of, okay, well, how's this going to work? How's that going to work? I'm like, you know what? I don't have to have all the answers today, no. <laughs> you know? And that's what I, like, my mind already goes to step four, five, and six. When really I'm at step one, let's, let's call a spade a spade. I need to just document the role, right? I just have to write it down. But I want to get all the answers and figure it all out before. And I'm like, no, it's steps. And I think the other thing you said, was, which was beautiful, and I think the other thing is women, it's hard for us to do. It. And again, speaking personally is asking for help. And you know, there's something that I'm working through of like documenting this role. And, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to stop doing this by myself. I'm going yeah. to ask someone for help. And if I have to pay them and pay them well, I'm going to do it because I can't do this by myself. Because you know why I can't do it by myself? Because I haven't done it yet. And I've been talking about this for for, for a number of months. So like, if you don't know where you're getting stopped, and like, listen, ladies, if you don't know where you're getting stopped, if you've been talking about something, and you haven't done it, that's a good place to start. (laughs) Because (laughs) something is coming up for you around that. Yeah. pay someone to help you do it, whatever that is, and have them hold you accountable, have them, I mean, literally, I need someone to hold my hand physically or not. No, I'm just joking. But literally, like, you know, and, and metaphorically to do this, where I'm documenting this position and creating SOPs, like I literally need someone to hold my hand. My hand, and I need to pay them to do it because if not, they're going to help me and be a good friend. But I don't want a good friend; I want someone to coach me through the process <laughs> or to do it for me. You know, I, I I I finally had an epiphany of what I need. You know, and I think you're so right, Janetta. Like, we try to do all this stuff by ourselves. You know, and I, I we got to stop doing that. Stop it, ladies. Stop doing things yourselves. <laughs> it's not going to help you proud of you. And
0: it goes back (laughs) to the message earlier about um, that we kicked the podcast off with, it's about your circle, right? Yeah. People that you surround yourself with.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you don't have those women or men in your life that are, are bringing you to a new level and you're helping them to a new level, then start surrounding yourself with different people. Start going to different places. That's the best way to do it. I mean, it seems kind of obvious, but, you know. Um, so, Janetta, you've been amazing. Um, you know, you're, you're, uh, I love I love the insight you have around, you know, obviously, you, you know, your, the crowdfunding business you started and your attorney practice and how you made it all work. I think that was a really, really wonderful, um, you know, insight you shared. So, where can the ladies listening uh, learn more about you, learn more about the fun that you started, learn about potentially the, the, you know, uh, working with you on the practice, I'm sure you'd be a great resource for all things real estate related. So where can they, where can they connect with you?
0: Yeah. So on the real estate font, um, on the real estate legal side, um, they can connect with me at my website, which is jpaye.com. And then on social media, I'm esq. So J P E S Q you on social media. So I give out like, you know, tips and um, motivation and stuff on all of my social media. And then I do offer free legal chats. Um, So if people just want to talk to me quickly for 15 minutes about a legal question that they may be having or a business question or a real estate investing question, they can definitely go to my website and book a free 15 minute legal chat. And awesome. then on the Tulsa real estate fund side, they can learn more about the fund and possibly investing by going to Tulsa real estate fund.com.
1: And the awesome.
0: real estate fund.com on social media as well.
1: Great. And all of this information you guys can find on our show notes. Now we're going to transition to our fabulous three questions. And the first one is, what's the most transformational book you have ever read?
0: The Alchemist by um, Paulo Ocello, I think is his name. Coelho, Paulo Coelho. Yes. Yeah,
1: he's a Brazilian um, guy. That's why I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yes. It- the part in the book like about how he really wanted this desired outcome and how he went on this magnificent journey to bring about it but the and i'm sure it's a line that resonates with most people that read the book but when you really want something like the universe conspires to like give it to you and i truly believe that um because i know like when i was eight years old i you know i come from an immigrant family i was the first person to go to college the first person to become a lawyer and i didn't have like anybody really to show me the ropes but i just Mm -hmm. knew in my soul this is something i wanted for my life and i just did Hmm. everything i needed to do to like make it happen and then the universe brought the things to, to make it happen so i believe that if it's for you the, the universe will make it, will, you know, bring it. About. Yes, you know, absolutely.
1: Like Just need to declare what you really want and say, it's not my problem, how I'm going to get it. It's the universe problem. <laughs> 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 the second question is, what's the most powerful routine you do to create a financially free
0: and balanced life? Um, the most powerful routine that I do. Um, so I like um, am a planner. Um, so I like to like write down things. So like, I just recently like, well, even when I moved to Atlanta from Chicago, um, I had been like saving money. Um, so when the opportunity came for me to relocate, I didn't say, oh, I can't take advantage of this opportunity because I don't have the financial resources to do so. Like, Mm -hmm. I think you should start planning and setting aside money for opportunities so that when they do arise, you're able to take Mm -hmm. advantage of it.
1: That's awesome. The latest question is, which women, um, famous or not, has inspired you the most?
0: Can I say two? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, actually three. I'm going to do three. Um, so, the first one that came to mind was, like, Oprah Winfrey, mm-hmm. and I would say Oprah, because she came from, like, a smell town, like, you know, in the South, and she was able to create this, like, Destiny for herself that people said wasn't possible. And so that's one of the reasons why I am inspired by her because like I feel like I came from a small um, City in West Africa to the United States and I've been able to, you know, build this thing that most people didn't think was possible for me And then I would say Michelle Obama just being a lawyer and she's a lawyer and then lastly none of this would be possible If it wasn't for my mom, I think she really sowed in me like the value of hard work and Mm -hmm. self-belief. And I don't think I would have made it as far as I did if it wasn't for those core things that she taught me growing up as a child.
2: Mm. Love it. Janetta. thank you so much for, for your insight, your inspiration, your great, you know, just being here with us and sharing all your wonderful, uh, you know, ideas with the, with the women listening. So thank you. Thank you for- uh, And thank all- you
0: so much for having me on. I really appreciate you guys for, you know, creating this platform and, you know, giving other women an opportunity to learn more about real estate investing and just business in general. So thanks for creating this platform.
1: Absolutely. It was a pleasure having you.
2: as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.